Welcome back to another episode of A Little More Good. We're really excited for today's episode. We have an incredible guest with us today, the one and only Philip Samor von Holzendorf Failing. That's right, the man himself bringing us stories of the quantum realm, bringing us his own story into how he got into the quantum verse his journey from being an executive at a major, major cellular network company into his work with his current company, Leela Quantum Tech, bringing people healing quantum vibes, which is really, really interesting. We, uh, Zach and I, have discovered this kind of quantum world and have been fascinated uh, by it ever since. It's really piqued our curiosity and we discovered Leela Q um, through some of our web searches and became fascinated with the story behind this brand and the products they were creating and the way they were using it to help and to heal and to restore energy and just help people experience the quantum universe around us. Um, and so, yeah, we were excited to be able to link up with Philip and he was very generous with his time and we were so excited to learn from him and his stories. Uh, in this episode, we dive into Philip's journey, like I say, from leading um, a major, major tech corporation to his work into uh, quantum, dealing in the quantum energy fields, um, understanding what quantum energy is, some practical steps into quantum energy, demystifying some of the science around it. We talk about grounding, sunlight, uh, structured or, co or coherent water, energy, frequency, vibrations, all of these things, EMFs, 3G, 5G, Wi-Fi, all of the things. Uh, this is a really, really interesting episode. We know you're going to love it. Um, it's going to spark your curiosity, I'm sure, as it did with ours. And um, we really look forward to hearing what you think about this episode, about the quantum kind of universe in general, and how we can learn to harness it through quite simple ways and how it can really improve our lives. So before we turn this one over to Philip, uh, a word from this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Zach and I have been on the AG1 for a while now. We really love it. It's the one-stop shop for your daily nutritional insurance needs. 75 high quality ingredients, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, prebiotics, everything you need to feel great for your day. I love to take mine in the morning. It's kind of the first thing that I do after I wake up. Just gets my hydration up, fills me up with all of those delicious tasting, yummy minerals and vitamins and things that I need to start my day well. I take it now uh, in the sunshine you know, in the Western Hemisphere here, we're moving into spring. I like to take it with me outside and do these quantum practices. I stand bare feet on the ground. I look at the sun, watch it rise, and I drink my AG1. And it's just part of that morning ritual, that morning routine that makes me feel good. And I know uh, that AG1 is fueling me for my day. It's the first thing that goes into the, into the body in the morning and really, really just helps to feel my best. Um... And we want to share that with you. So if you're a little more good listener and you want to level up your daily, daily practice, get on the AG1 bandwagon, go to athleticgreens.com slash more good. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash more good. You can use that code and you will get five free travel packs 
and a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D3, which is the best thing. Just a couple drops in there, and away you go for the day. All right, so you can jump on the AG1 bandwagon with Athletic Greens. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash moregood to grab yours today and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, on to this week's episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of A Little More Good. Uh, we're so excited for this conversation, as we always are. Uh, we're, we're sitting in the Zoomverse, about to dive deep into the Quantumverse, with our new friend, Philip Samor von Helsendorf felling How was my pronunciation? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you might guess that, uh, that Philip is from, from Germany with a name like that. Um, Philip, our kind of to kind of introduce this this episode, uh, Dean and I are two people that always you know lead our life with curiosity. We want to learn. Uh, we want to find new things. We want to be proven wrong. Uh, we just you know follow our curiosity into the many directions that it leads us. And maybe six or seven months ago, uh, thanks to uh, Darren Olin, we got um, really curious about structured water. It was kind of a new idea to us, you know. Prior to that, we were thinking, you know, tap water, eight cups a day, we're good to go. And um, we got into the structured water and deep into that uh, Pandora's box of, of water in general. And it really opened up a new door of possibility for us. You know, Dean and I have both really been into to health and wellness for a long time. Um, I think in, the, in a, a more what we're learning to be kind of surface level of, of sports and exercise and nutrition. And when we started to learn about, um, you know, the, the possibilities uh, and capabilities of quantum energy and quantum healing uh, through that curios- curiosity of, of water first, it started to blow our minds. So we're, we're really excited to, to dive deep into this. This is something new for us. Um, so, I just wanted to give that introduction and, and thank you for making time to, to educate and uh, kind of fuel all of our curiosities over here. That sounds amazing. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, awesome. Well, I, th- I thought just for for introduction's sake, we could start with your own origins. I know um, your journey into this um, isn't necessarily typical, like I think when I first thought of quantum energy before having my understanding of this, I thought of, you know, my friends I might see at the folk festivals or, you know, at Shambhala or those, those sorts of things. Um, but your introduction, you know, you came from a corporate background at T-Mobile as, uh, I believe, vice president uh, in North America for T-Mobile. Yeah, before that in Europe, responsible for 14 countries. So I understand the EMF world quite well yes i believe it <laughs> so maybe we can rewind things back and just um start where you know you have this this corporate job um, i'm assuming very successful um where your curiosity for another path kind of began and then we can kind of unwind that tale from there yep well that's a good first question so the Curiosity really started at a point in my life where I struggled, where I noticed that I had cut myself off really from my own intuition and inner feelings and and emotions even. 
and I was at a pretty unhappy state in my life. That was kind of the point in time where I said, well, I need to do something about that because that's not really, you know, I wouldn't acknowledge really the intuition in others. I would rather discredit it even, you know, maybe not verbally, but I would, you know, just not give it any weight. And and so I would do the same thing with myself. So I got into yoga, I got into meditation. I started to read about, you know, ancient philosophy, mystics, you know, and all of that. And then I noticed that the world started to open up. I, and then did a course that was my first course in regards to chakras. I had just like, I had read about it and I was like, yeah, you know, that kind of makes sense, but I have like no clue what that is. So I just booked a chakra course course, and it went over seven weeks, once a week, just for an evening or an hour and a half, we went through all the chakras. So I not only learned about it, about the quality of the chakras, but also I experienced it because I was able to first like feel the energy. And I noticed when there was like a guided meditation regarding, you know, any of these chakras that a lot happened within me. And, and I said, well, you know, I, I feel this, it is true to me. There's something there. And, and that was, I think really the first point where I knew the rational mind is here and it's, it's very helpful and useful, but there's so much more. And then I started to unpack all of that and I got more curious and I got through, you know, went through shamanic training, shamanic workshops, learned past life regression work, you know, so that I could actually, you know, lead these sessions with others. And I learned various energy healing techniques and I, you know, tried to get to know some of the most amazing healers across the world because it was my goal to understand as much as I could fix my own blockages, if you will, and and learn from the best and not just go to, you know, some Reiki dude across the street, which like to every Reiki dude, hey, this is not discrediting by any means because you guys are doing amazing stuff and Reiki is a great entry-level technique uh, that can be used and, and has a lot of useful applications. But I, I didn't want to like just go there. I wanted to really speak with the ones that can perform miracles like literally miracles and yeah that in a nutshell was then my path in parallel to that corporate career now you can imagine being you know an an executive in these giant organizations it's not really the place to talk about shamanic workshops (laughs) and past life regression work so I kind of kept it from there a little bit I you know tried to infuse more light, if you will, more heart, more enthusiasm into the corporate world where I was acting, right? And uh, even at this one job, you know, my whole department was like a startup. Like we created a startup with fun, with excitement, with like, let's be very dynamic and get get things done. Whereas the rest of the company was kind of like, Oh, you would just want to maintain the status quo. We don't care about anything, you know, that, so you can do that with, you know, with vision and with energy and all of that. But at some point in 2016, it was really the end of that because I, I could not keep doing it. I had to be myself fully all the time and I didn't want to hide any of my parts uh, anymore, frankly. So then I said, I work only from my own calling and from my heart. And that's, what I envision, frankly, for the whole world, 
because everyone has their own gifts and qualities and interests, frankly, and things they're good at, things they enjoy. And so, and I think we need to allow more for that to come out and give ourselves the opportunity to do that. Whether it's just, you can start with just as a hobby, for example, and then just maybe go gradually more into that. But that was really my story. And then ultimately, obviously that all led to quantum technology and frequency medicine. That was really my path. And I need to, I need to, I need to mention one more thing because that's very important actually, because in parallel, my wife had, by the way, my wife was born with the ability to see aura and energy fields, and she never lost this conscious connection uh, to the divine, if you will, that most of us, including me completely lost, right? You know, when we're three, four, five years old. And at that point, we're like, we're, we're done. Like we, we don't remember anything. And, and she never uh, lost that uh, connection. Anyway, we met in 2005 that catapulted me even further, like into this world of the unseen. She got diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease in 2010, I think. And they told us you can't heal it. You just have to deal with it. And it's just going to be terrible, but you just try to ease the symptoms as much as you can. And just, I wouldn't accept that. Neither would she. So long story short, that led me to go into biohacking and bioenergy hacking ultimately because I wanted to always find the next best stuff for her. And that sparked my passion because that was really my passion. It was not like working at T-Mobile or something like that. And cell phones is kind of like a neat thing, but (laughs) it was really never my full passion. That was my passion. So all of that now hopefully makes sense why I'm doing now what I'm doing. Yeah. Wow, it's a that, that's kind of a wild story when you think about it. Like so many people would have, you know, a, a career path before them and and f- just follow that through cuz you're doing something it's, you know, important work, right? More and more we need to be connected in the world and our daily lives literally rely on our sm- our smart devices now and you know, for someone to I think whenever whenever the people closest to us are are in distress or some sort of unease or disease, like everything gets put in perspective, right? And then we can find, like you said, I love how you articulate it. Like you you found your true passion, which was like let's find out how we can we can make you well, right? And and resist this idea of like this is just how it's going to be. Um, something that I think you said there that maybe we can we can just park on. Or you can unpack a little bit more, like this idea of being able to visually see energy and see see or as you said your wife had maintained this ability or still has it and and alluded to the fact that maybe we all have it when we're younger can you can you unpack a little bit of like how does that work what does that mean maybe through her eyes like what does that even look like that's so fascinating to me Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's a that's of course a rabbit hole but i'll 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 keep it simple and and the first message really is that all of us all humans all people have the ability to feel and sense energy to work with energy and to notice things on the energetic level and and we actually forget even you know some of these things we even notice in the daily lives like you you've may picture or everyone out there may picture a moment where you stepped into a restaurant or a bar or something and maybe the energy at some of the tables was really bad or there was maybe a very uncomfortable feeling between the people that were there, not because they were vocally very loud or something, but you noticed like there was tension there or you noticed that 
there was a beautiful, amazing, like love energy between the people, something like that, that is, that is energy, right? That is energy. So that's kind of like the first thing that we always know, or, you know, we've, we feel when we just are in harmony with a person, for example, you know, that we can, we can feel that. Um, but then, you know, you can go way deeper. You can actually see blockages. You can see uh, possibly reasons to why someone is struggling with certain problems or has certain health issues and all of that. So it just goes deeper and deeper. And it's just a fine tuning of that, the higher senses, if you will. And what happens is that, you know, part of that, it's, it's all good the way that if we forget that's fine we we don't have to be like my wife who remembers it all because we can forget and then we have the opportunity to remember it again and to relearn and reaccess it again and uh you know we just need to practice that um so if if you don't walk for four weeks and you just sit in a in a wheelchair or in the in the sofa for four weeks you won't be able to walk afterwards you know, I mean, you may, but, you know, probably need crutches or you need something. It's just it's not, and you're certainly not going to be run, able to run. So you need to retrain your muscles. And that's kind of like the same thing. We need to retrain how to contact our inner self, if you will, and how to also observe these energies. So that it's just training. It's just practice. And then obviously, you know, like with, Tennis, for example, you know, you you may be a great tennis player, but then there's someone that is just absolutely amazing and he's the best in the world and stays there for the first like five, six, seven years um, just because he's such a talent, such a gifted uh, tennis player. And that's also the same thing. You have some people like my wife, like a Roman Hafner or an Agni Eichermann, people that we really work with very closely that are so gifted and that have brought this already from childhood basically because they never forgot it and then they actually started to not they didn't have to relearn it they were able to perfect it all of their their life long so that's really just the difference but we all can do these things yeah i i appreciate you sharing that because i think that for people who maybe are new to like the quantum field and and quantum energy and this kind of thing all of us can remember a time or relate to a time where we would say something like, Oh, I don't know. I met this person and our energy, like we just clicked, like they just had great yeah. energy and I just totally vibed with them. We might say, or alternatively, like you shared, like you could walk into a room and be like, Oh man, you could cut the tension with a knife. Like we can sense these things and we can pick them up and there's no visual cue or clue other than we just, we can feel it. And so I think even, you know, the, the greatest skeptics among us would be able to have an experience to say where, well, yeah, I just knew that the energy was really good there or the energy was off. And I think as a baseline, um, it's really important for all of us to acknowledge that like there are those types of energies that exist and we might not see them, but we know we like, we can feel them, we can sense them. And then as you explained so, so nicely, like it just, grows as we hone those gifts or practices over time so thank you yep. for for going down the rabbit hole there because i think that's a that's a good starting point at least for for where we can think about these energies and it's part of the the movement right now not like the movement initiated by some people or so but a movement that is really it's the time it's the time right now it's the time for many many people to wake up and and that is not just some fluffy sentence. The waking up happens on all kinds of levels, but the ultimate waking up is to the fact that 
who who are we really like what are we and you know that's a scary question for some people or for many people probably and was for me also at the time you know because someone i met actually at the fifth evening of this chakra course asked me you know who are you have you ever answered that question for you have you really ever asked yourself really that question and that made me really uncomfortable because I did not really know who I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew I was, you know, I had my name and I'm like this body and all of that. And yeah, I have some energy and it's, it's an uncomfortable moment where you're realizing I don't fully understand that. But that's the point. If we get the courage together and then and just start to understand it more, we don't have to understand it the same night someone asks us that question. But if we live with that, with that thought, with that question, we encounter all of that. And then actually a great question to ask is, who am I not? Because that that for me was actually, okay, I'm not this, I'm not this. And like every day you find a little bit more of what you're not. And then what's left in the end is what you are. Um, anyway, so I just encourage everyone to not have any fear in regards to that. It's, hey, you know, uh, you, you only encounter yourself ultimately. It's not yeah. that bad. <laughs> I think that's such a great question that we should all be asking because I think, you know, when I go out and introduce myself, someone will, people often lead with their name and then their job, but they don't lead with like, hey, I'm, I'm Zach and, you know, I'm, I'm happy or I'm feeling, you know, they don't lead with their values or their feelings. They lead with like a job title or some, some way of, you know, a hierarchy of, of, being able to place where someone stands in society. So I think like that's not who we are. That's a job or a title and leaning into like, what, what do we stand for? What are our values? What uh, lights us up? What are our feelings? Um, so I think that's great for everyone to take away. I want to just rewind a minute with um, the idea of seeing energy when we're young. Cause I remember my childhood memories and now as an older person, um, you know, I, I kind of write them off as, you know, made up stories in my head or my imagination. But I have all these memories that are, are quite magical, you know, like going into the forest and, and seeing, you know, colors or energies. And and now I write them off to be fantastical or magical. And now I've got two sons that are two and five. And, you know, we go to the same places that I went to as, as a child, to the same forest. And, and when we're there... Um, you know, they'll tell me the things that they see and I, I won't be able to see it. And they'll, they'll, they answer my five-year-old answered last summer. He's like, well, cause I still have magic eyes, daddy. Like you don't have them anymore. And so like, I do believe that, you know, to a certain age before society kind of builds these realities for us of what we should see and what we shouldn't see. I do think we have this capacity and we slowly unlearn it as we kind of assimilate into mainstream culture. So I, I, I that really resonated of, of kind of relearning this language. And I was just kind of having kind of a laugh in my head, like, you know, you came from the cellular uh, world and now you're in the quantum world and we all accept, you know, cellular waves. I can call someone across the world and I can hear their voice or I can see their face on FaceTime, just like we're doing right now. And we accept this technology is real. Um, 
But then when we start to get into energy work or quantum energy, which is really just a, a transference of energy, vibrations, frequency, much similar to cellular waves are, um, there can be skepticism or, you know, people can label things as woo-woo, um, but it's not, um, it's not that different in how we're communicating right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And my favorite example is always the radio, even though we don't really use the radio much anymore nowadays, but, you know, I can listen to a channel and then that's also there, but then I can just move this thing a little bit and then I have another channel and another channel and another channel and another channel. And the frequencies are always there. It's always there. I just need to tune in. That's it. Yeah, I love that. I love it. It's all it's all there. So before we move forward, um, I loved your kind of origin story of, of getting onto this path. And I just had a couple questions before we get into to defining quantum energy and, and the, the path that you're on now. Uh, we love storytelling and we love, you know, the magic of and the power of storytelling. And obviously you had some profound experiences on your your journey, your quest into becoming the person that you are now. And you spoke of miracles or, or you mentioned this Roman Hefner that was, you know, seeing energy at a young age. I was wondering if you could just kind of entertain us with a couple of experiences or stories that you experienced along the way that kind of opened up new possibility for yourself. And then along that journey as well, which point you decided, okay, I now know enough that it's time for me to change my life and pursue a different path than the one I had been on previously. Well, that's a tough question because there were so many instances and I, I can't even remember all of them. So, you know, I think I need to generalize that a little bit because it was it was the moments when when I felt very, very tensed, very contracted um, physically. And, you know, that's that's only possible if you're also contracted energetically. It usually comes hand in hand. And and I, I felt bad. I felt completely off center. And I would say even like, I didn't even feel like the real me. You know, so everyone has these days where you just feel like crap and, and you're like, ah, awful, right? And so how am I going to get out of this? And then we all try things and do things um, to try to get back into center. So if I had a day like that where I just felt terrible and everything in my life felt just overwhelming and then I had a work, for example, with Roman or someone else that completely changed that. Like within within minutes, literally, I've I felt I opened up. I, I felt expanded. I felt happy again. I felt weight lifted off my shoulders and I felt more free. So those were the moments where I always realized for myself, I, I can't understand it with my brain but I know something really fundamental is happening here. And that's always what sparked me to understand, okay, so how can I do these things on a more regular basis? How can I maintain these um, states? How can I get into those states myself? How can I help others to get into these states? And and that's really what that was. And, and I think, you know, I think as as I said, I think in, in 2016, that was the ultimate where I needed to completely change a lot. But it started already earlier where I was thinking I need to 
more get into into this, but it wasn't really the right time. Whereas in 2016, also the timing was right to do it. So it just felt, yes, now is now it's right. So you listen to that intuition, and uh, it is interesting how we can feel closed or open. And if you if you pay attention to those moments where you feel open and those moments where you feel closed. And you start to to listen to the ones that make you feel open, and follow that. I think that's you know that's what you did, and 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 it changed your life profoundly, because um, we all feel those things. But I think sometimes we ignore it and choose to stay where we are, even if it's not serving us. Yes, that's correct, and even more. So what I noticed is that there's, like there's, there's really two directions that we can go if we feel bad right we can we can go and shut down and and shut us down with i don't know substances alcohol with maybe activities that are just like we're so much into the activities and that we don't notice anything else anymore that's literally trying to escape from whatever hurts or is not in center and the other way is to face it in a way right and to to try to figure out okay so i'll I'm looking at maybe the problem and I'm I'm just trying to acknowledge it and trying to figure out what can I do to help myself. And I think those are the two fundamental different decisions that we can make. And it's it's usually easier to just escape, but in the long run, that's just the, the tough part because that's how we develop things like cancer. That's how do, do we develop bad relationships with ourselves with other people and this is i can go on and on it's just difficult and then at some point we'll be getting this wake-up call that's not going to be nice because it's you know if we don't listen to our inner voice really ever then at some point the inner voice needs to scream and that scream is usually not a fun scream mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah yeah, or manifest itself in some sort of illness that we can't we can't ignore, right? Then you exactly, have to deal yeah. with it, and maybe you're dealing it with with it in more like acute and severe ways than had you listened to that feeling of tenseness or contraction earlier on, and and given yourself permission to explore that and wonder like why am I feeling this? So, yeah, I think that's really important. It's interesting how like we we would say like we're all energy right it's all everything is energy and and again we kind of understand that and yet as modern people we will like ignore the very essence of of who we are in a moment and just and and push it down and and i mean i think that part of the work that is required now and 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 you alluded to it with this idea of kind of like this this collective consciousness or this waking up is to say we don't have to live the way that we've been living for the last hundred or so years like that's such a blip in the whole radar of history. And I, and I love that part of your journey, you know, coming up and, and we'll get into this in this conversation of some of these like new innovations and, and the products and practices that you're creating. Um, they're also like, they're very, very old, right? Some of these old ways of discovering, like you said, this understanding of chakras and the movement of these energies, this is not new technology. Like this is very, very, very ancient wisdom that we're beginning to wake up to or pay attention to in, in ways that, you know, in the last hundred or so years, our modern world has kind of shunned. But now I think we're getting to a breaking point where people are saying, why am I sick? Why am I chronically, you know, dealing with stress and depression and anxiety and, and looking for ways to to heal? 
Yes, exactly. And it's up to us to do something about it. You know, we can, we can always be, you know, frustrated about, you know, society or the people running society and how difficult everything is, but in, in the end of the day, or, or what information they give us, right? But, you know, no one said that they need to give us the information that we need in order to thrive. Like, it's, it's, it's up to us to get that information. And yeah, you know, with that, I don't want to say that that's not quite bad you know that to give people the wrong information and try to build a narrative so that they completely forget who they are and all of that and so that's but it's a game in the end of the day so but we can still choose um to unlock more of our own consciousness and actually and you know by the way maybe for the listeners i'm sure we'll get into the hardcore scientific studies at some point because of course we're talking energetics right now and you may be like okay well yeah, it's somewhat interesting, but I want to know some hardcore scientific facts. We have those. We have lots of those. But, um, you know, that point of the unlocking the consciousness is is really the point because the full consciousness is always there. It's just like that the door to it is is closed or just like this wide open. And, and our job is to open that um, as far as we can over time so that we have full access to it. And as that happens, Things shift, things within us shift, things that we call into our lives shift, synchronicities shift and change, insights, we get insights, we get access to information that we didn't have before. It's way, way more difficult then to get into a state of fear. And that's, you know, if we look at the last several years um, on earth, you know, what happened here is that most people were put into a place of fear, like uh, extreme fear, frankly, and then it's like a collective fear. And then uh, suddenly everyone is irrational and, and people do things that they wouldn't do otherwise if they kept just a, a good, calm perspective to look at things, evaluate things, and then make a decision. No, they would rush into crazy directions and decisions because of a place of fear. And that's a lower vibrational state, fear and anger and guilt, right? Shame, those are all lower levels on the so-called Hawkins scale and a consciousness level. But if you move into higher levels, like unconditional love, a state of joy or a state of enlightenment, even like those are states where you're suddenly not impacted anymore by these lower vibrational states. And you can be much more a creator in the sense that you make the decision and you see what's going on. And, and then you can navigate yourself and your own path in a way where it's not influenced by someone dropping fear on you and and that's why you act a certain way and but the same thing is also true with our own inner stuff right because we we pack bad experiences into our bad backpack and you know i don't know like we're a little kid and we um we see things in the wood like your your kid there right but and and you reacted uh, in an amazing way but some other people may just say well just don't talk about this stuff. Like you're not seeing anything like you're, that's just weird or something like that. That would be bad for that kid. It would be a terrible uh, emotional um, situation and it would come into the backpack. And then the kid moving forward would be much more careful with what he or she shares. Right. So, and, and then we're, but then we're acting not out of the moment we're acting because of experiences. So we have these own experiences and things and emotions that we react to as well. 
as we get into higher states of consciousness, we can unpack and transform more of those so that we can really live from the moment. So I think that's as much as I can share about this energetic path. Well, let's get into, um, I'm excited right now. I'm feeling, feeling the energy. <laughs> Let, let's get into to some 101 about quantum energy. Maybe we can start, about, uh, start with just defining what is quantum energy and we'll kind of unpack the quantum backpack from there. Yeah. So, and I, I never give an explanation that you would find from some physicist that would uh, work in the quantum mechanics realm, for example, because that for me is a lot of theory and I don't want to discredit that. I think it's a nice achievement that um, the Nobel Prize for Physics in 2022 was awarded for work on quantum entanglement. But so because it, it, it helps to bring this into the conscious mind of, uh, of humanity, if you will, but at the same time, it's not really applied. So it's it's all theory uh, in, in a way for me. We work with the real deal. Like with our products, you can actually experience, um, experience quantum entanglement. You can do that yourself. So I find that way cooler. And um, so I, I try to stay with my definitions also away from something that's just so far out there. For me, quantum energy is really the energy behind the matter. And I think that's how much people can follow because you know, we're 90% water, um, our bodies are, but then water is not just material, right? It's, you know, in essence, breaking it down, we're 90, over 99% space, our bodies are, and that's not empty space. So there's energy and the quantum energy is the energy behind the matter. It's the same energy that's also part of each of our cells, that's how our cells also communicate at all times. So if there's uh, something happening here, all of my cells would instantly know what is going on here in my finger and react, right? So that's that's the energy um, definition. Uh, I would give the quantum energy definition. And you can also feel that energy. So if you close your eyes and you may feel your body somehow, but then can you expand a little bit? You don't have to be an expert or an expert in meditation in order to feel that there's some vibration going on. And that is also a quantum energy that you can notice there. So it is, it is there. It is at all times. It's there. It's in every object, but quantum energy can get depleted. So for example, EMFs do that. They tend to do that to suck quantum energy out of objects. Uh, and and quantum energy is a is a form of life force, right? That we need to exist, similar to walking through the desert. And after some time without water, we're we just need water. Otherwise, we can't survive. Then when we finally drink water. Ah, oh, we feel we feel so good. We you know fill ourselves up, and that's the same thing. If we get close to a strong source, a powerful source of pure quantum energy, then our cells and our energetic system can, you know, suck that in and can rejuvenate. That's how what how I would explain it. All right, we touched on EMFs there. Um, can you? I want to get into how quantum energy can be healing and improve my life. But maybe before we get into that, um, can you explain what EMFs are for those that maybe haven't heard that term? And um, kind of on that same lens, maybe touch on 
3G, 5G, Wi-Fi, the effect that it has on us energetically, how it can dehydrate us, uh, that sort of thing. Yep. So EMFs, electromagnetic fields, you know, are there can be two different types. There are the native EMFs, so that would be, you know, um, certain certain areas in nature uh, that would transmit that uh, that energy. There's you know radiation coming from the sun, for example, that would be a, a native form, and that's that's not all bad, right? There's a lot of great, amazing energies in there. So I would caution to block off the sun. <laughs> I think that would be a very bad idea in many ways, physically and energetically. Mm. But then there are the non-native electromagnetic fields, and that includes, you know, like you said, 3G, 4G, 5G, Wi-Fi, microwaves, even a TV. If I turn it on, you know, uh, it, it transmits electromagnetic fields that you can actually measure. And you know, not only, and then you know, if you're in a in an airplane, for example, there's the the electromagnetic radiation is very very high, so that's, that's why it's quite an issue actually for um, flight attendants. And interestingly, so in in cars, in electric cars, the uh, the radiation is way 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 higher, multiple higher than in in regular uh, gas cars. So I would always, you know, for some people may actually know that that drive an electric car. I'm not saying don't drive an electric car, but but there are ways obviously to mitigate it. We'll get into that. But I just spoke with a with a new customer that has had a. I don't want to name the brand. It's a very famous electric car company <laughs> uh, that everyone has heard of, and uh, she's had that since two years. And since two years, she's been getting like real brain fog and real headaches. And every time she's driving now, she's getting severe headaches, right? And now she's actually even getting these headaches when she drives in a regular car because her system has been trained that when she is in, in movement with a car, you know, these energies are coming and that they're affecting her like that that it's even reproducing that in a normal car. So it's quite crazy and it's it's interesting. Uh, we'll get in that get, but she was able to um, have a completely different experience um, by using then uh, our device. So coming back to what are those uh, fields and how do they impact our bodies? You know, it's if you do a Google search on it, you you're probably not going to get that far. Um, not going to get into conspiracies, but it's it's just a fact that you won't find a lot of information about it. I wonder why, and you need to really do a little bit more research to actually find the studies, but the, the studies are overwhelming and have been since, I mean, such a long time, right? Since 3G, even 3G, there were lots of studies out there. Uh, here and there, you find an industry-funded study about this, and it may show that there's not really an effect, but then you have thousands and thousands of independent studies that are peer-reviewed and, you know, randomized, double-blind with with huge uh, amount of, of test persons and so on. And they all find the same thing. It is harmful. It is harmful. And that's also what we found in all of our studies. And you can you can even see that in, in, in real time within minutes because you can measure certain things like the heart rate variability, which is directly linked to the autonomic nervous system. You can use something called lifeblood analysis where you can look at your blood 
under a dark field microscope and you can see the actual red blood cells and white blood cells and you can see how the blood starts to clot and we have done five of uh, these studies just with live blood analysis um, that were randomized placebo controlled uh, and double blind or single blind and in 100% of the cases when they turn on Wi-Fi blood started to clot the red blood cells started to really clot up to stage two of blood clotting and white blood cell activity and motility uh, decreased significantly. It's it's almost like a paralyzing of white blood cells that is happening. White blood cells are very important to the immune system. It's an important and regular part of that. So these things you can see in real time within minutes, but then there's a lot of long-term effects as well that have been analyzed in studies up to the C word and, and, and things like that autoimmune diseases you know dr klinghart is very knowledgeable about these things for example so uh, anyone who's interested in learning more about this type of stuff and the relation to our health may want to watch a video with dr klinghart who's from the seattle area um and yeah so so now that we have established that there is an impact uh, what can we do about it i don't think we can roll it back you know, we're not going to live in a world without cell phones and Zoom and Wi-Fi. It's it's convenient, right? And it's cool. It's great to connect. You know, we didn't have to travel for this. And um, even though travel can be fun. So we, we want to find a way how we can still do all of this without an impact. So now there, there are different ways that we can mitigate that. We can buy clothing that is maybe with silver fabrics, high, high purity silver with a lot of um, silver content that can block EMF. So we have that type of clothing. So you can wear a hat, you can wear a t-shirt, for example, even we have men's underwear. That's actually pretty cool, uh, very comfortable. And at the same time, like it, it covers off the most important parts, um, you know, um, and, and blocks EMF. And that can be measured. So all of our clothing products are certified and they you know, have been tested and approved to block over 99.9% .9 of all EMF, whether that's 3G, 4G, 5G, Wi-Fi, et cetera. And then you can do these tests at home too, right? You know, some, some people at home, when they got a t-shirt, for example, they would do the test and then um, just test their Wi-Fi router. Actually, I did that too. I wanted to see that with my own eyes and not just have a company uh, test these things. And then you, you put the T-shirt the there in between and suddenly it, the signal drops like crazy. So those are some things you can do, but that's really blocking it off. And, and the question is, do you really want to block it off? And then also you would have to wear like a full-on suit everywhere to block it off completely. Um, or, I mean, do you want to block off your house? Some people actually do that. I, I don't think that's a good idea because then you also block the native EMFs, which, which are beneficial. So with our technology that works on the below subatomic level, these destructive interference patterns, destructive interference patterns, I'm repeating that for the people because we're not like in a science seminar right now. They... Um, they can be transformed into something that's suddenly not harmful or destructive anymore. And um, so, for example, our blocks, that's that's our the extension of our own technology that we make available. If you have one of those in your home and you have Wi-Fi on, 
it doesn't matter. You can have Wi-Fi on and you can use your, your cell phone with it. You can use your laptop with Wi-Fi, but you don't have a, a negative impact anymore on your body. And you can measure that. You can actually see that in real time. Uh, so that's, that's, from my perspective, the way to go. And because of my background and my history, I knew that it's, you know, if we're talking about technology that does that, there are people out there that can see it with their own eyes, but the vast majority of the people, they can't. They may feel it if you're very EMF sensitive, for example, and you, you don't have to be like an energy guru, right? But you know when your head hurts when you're in a high Wi-Fi zone, for example. And then you can feel, obviously, what happens when you use our tech. But for the vast majority of the people, we wanted to provide studies, of course. So that's why we had our products from the very first moment before we even started we had tests done and experiments and studies and and yeah that's getting more and more sophisticated by the day where you know we've done these randomized placebo controlled double blind studies in regards to lifeblood analysis heart rate variability um we we can even go into a lot of other things but they don't even have to do much with 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 emf but we can say that what I'm talking about here, what we found in the blood, for example, didn't just happen in like five or 10% of the cases, not 30 and not 50 or 70 or 80% of the cases, no, in 100% of the cases so far in 100% of the cases. That, that's wild. Okay, so there's so many directions that I'm curious about and, and want to explore. Um, I want to fully unpack, uh, you know, Leela Quantum Tech and Quantum Upgrade. But before we get into your your business that you've created in the products, I just have a few more quantum questions, and then we can get into the the benefits and and kind of the the awe and wonder of what you've created with you, with your businesses. Um, okay, so we've we've got into the EMFs and the three G, five G, the Wi Fi. Um, what are and and this this might kind of be a precursor into getting into your business why you started it and what you're creating, but what are what are the benefits? How does quantum energy, being aware of it and, and bringing it into our lives, how does it benefit or improve our lives? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, we established already that quantum energy is kind of at the basis of existence, right? It's one of those building blocks, if you will. And also, all frequencies exist within the quantum field. Now, the quantum field, really in essence, that's really the core that one needs to understand. It reminds us of our own full potential, and it stimulates that we establish that again. That's very fluffy. I, I'm I'm very aware of that. But in essence, if we let that sink in, if we understand that, then we know why it does all these other things. That's really what it does. Like all of us have this blueprint. Think of it as this energetic blueprint, if you will. And then through the DNA, that gets displayed here in the 3D reality. The, the DNA is sort of like a crystalline structure. And you can think of this crystalline structure as a set of windows, as an analogy, um, like if I sit in the living room in, in broad daylight and the, the windows are clean, the sun can shine in and everything is illuminated in the room. If the windows are completely dirty or even shut off, right, with curtains, 
the sun cannot shine in and it obviously cannot represent itself here in this in this room that's pretty much how it works with this blueprint so we can do things to to basically wipe this DNA clean if you will and that's kind of what the the quantum energy does so on a consciousness level it helps us to unlock the consciousness but if we use this blueprint it gives us more access to the blueprint and opens the door that that blueprint can really come into our full potential if you will and that obviously doesn't happen <clears throat> right away because it's a process but certain things are put in action indeed right away like as we get exposed to that certain things start to work better like our cells for example they increase the ATP production, which was just another study that was just done here by a lab in the US, which which is fascinating because like Dr. Beverly Rubik, who performed most of the dark field microscopy um, studies, also this professor was completely skeptic. Like he, they did not think an energy device could do something like that. And, and yeah, I mean, they, they said, okay, we're going to run the study, but our assumption is it's not going to work. And then they were proven wrong in their own studies, uh, completely wrong. Like our tech was able to improve ATP production by 20 to 25%, um, which is unheard of. Like people may know Dave Asprey, you know, he's been around for some time. I texted him and he texted me back. He said, that is absolutely amazing. He hasn't heard of anything that can even get up to 20%. And you can probably get it to 20% somehow, but you have to do these 10, 11, 12 things also pretty much within seconds and minutes that, that actually starts. That is an energetic because we're, we're reminded actually to come into optimal state again that that's pretty much what happens and I, I know that's just such a hard concept to understand but that's really why the physical also works not because it works on the physical but because we can influence something on the below subatomic level on the most fundamental level with positive signals if you will right something that is so beneficial and so natural so deeply natural to us it helps us to actually activate these self-healing powers and, and to really do that. And then, then then we start to act because the energy ultimately doesn't do anything else but providing you with the signal and the opportunity to now do these things. And then you do it yourself. That's pretty much how it works. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Because that's kind of like getting into the biohacking element of it. Like if you and I know there's a whole range of people who would be interested in being able to elevate their ATP levels in some like a natural way, whether it's for fitness performance, athletic performance, uh, recovery, overall, just like health and longevity. I mean, that is something that, you know, people have been talking about in the kind of fitness and wellness space for a long time. And there's all of these things. OK, try this. And it's, you know, the classic things that are good for us, like get your feet on the ground, morning and evening sun, plenty of water, rest and all these things. If you can do all of that, and like you said, there's like 10 or 11 different things that you can do. But also if there's this like one kind of thing that will help boost those levels. I mean, that's groundbreaking, really, in terms of medical that's like a medical breakthrough to say, listen, the ATP is the the kind of energy of the cell that's going to help cells grow and repair and heal. And, you know, what better way to think about not only like uh, 
healing, but preventative medicine. Like if you can set yourself up in a way that you have these increased levels uh, in your body already by exposure to this quantum energy, like that's, that's unbelievable. Really life changing, life change, literally life changing for people. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I had even, I had, you know, we all had chills basically when, when that happened, because it's, we, we knew it does that. We knew it, it provides, I mean, extra energy to the cells from the outside, but that the cells really, and, and to see that, and it was a huge study, by the way. So it was with 96 so-called cell wells um, in the control group and 96 in the, in the group that was charged. We're talking like millions of cells, right? So that, that was not just like compare, you know, one cell well with another. It was, it was huge. And so beyond a shadow of a doubt um, uh, that indeed happened. So, yeah, I think the message is, you know, all these things that you mentioned that we're doing anyway for good health, for good wellness and, and, and all of that. That's great. Let's keep doing that. And, 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 and let's focus on the physical body because the physical body needs things. But let's take into account also the, the energetic body, if you will, right? And for that, we don't need to feel it or see it or anything we don't need to see aura for that way to understand just if our energy system is in much better shape that also probably our physical system is in better shape wow yeah the <laughs> the domino it is like really mind-blowing to start thinking about like how it, the effects from happiness to our energy levels to you know how we relate to our families and our communities to you know our athletic performance like you know we're all as athletes, we're looking always for, for gains and we're taking supplements and diets and, you know, follow very regiment routines. But if there's like, you know, possibility that this can improve our performances as people, whether we're high-end athletes or if that's just, you know, we can show up better as parents or our people in our community, like this, these are things we all want, you know, and it's, as you're sharing, it's available to, to all of us. Um, I think this is a nice place to to get into what you've created with um, with with your businesses. If we can get into you know Leo Quantum Tech and Quantum Upgrade, um, I think people are going to be our, our listeners will be really curious about um, what you're doing at Leela Q, um, Leela Quantum Tech, and Quantum Upgrade the products and how they can. Like the infinity block, for for example, I think is so cool how you can put your food in there, your water in it, and it'll structure it. How putting your hand in there can change like the, you know, how your blood operates within your body. Um, I'll kind of pass it over to you from here and you can kind of share what you've created and how this can enhance the, you know, the human experience that we're, we're living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I probably can't go through all the products, and I you know don't want to bore anyone also with that. So if if anyone is interested, you, you can do more research than afterwards. But the highlights are really, you know, the the breakthrough really was that we were able to create a technology that can that is comprised of very very concentrated, very powerful quantum energy, um, and and is is available uh, to us that way. That was really the breakthrough. And now we combine that with specific frequencies. Frequency, 
you can also interchange that with inflammation, right? You know, a vitamin C pill has a frequency, a specific molecular frequency, but it's, you can also call it, that's the information of the vitamin C. That's actually, by the way, the, what ends up in the core of the cell, that's not the physical substance. It's actually the information of the, uh, of the vitamin C. So that's kind of how that works. And yeah, so we created these blocks that are pretty much the extension of our technology. It's the quantum block, the travel block, and the just mentioned infinity block. And you will find they have a plate on the bottom and a plate on the top, or in the case of the infinity block, it's it's three plates on the bottom, three on the top, about like eight by eight by eight inches as uh, is, is the size of the infinity block, more or less. And it, it has a quantum energy field inside it's not plugged into a wall it's not battery operated and that's where a lot of people are like how can this work well uh it actually couldn't work the way it works if we plugged it into a wall or if we added magnetic brute force because those are additional fields that would then actually destabilize the quantum field in a way where it's almost as if someone hits me in the back um like every second and I always have to like correct myself again. Um, that's kind of what that does to, to a quantum field that is so concentrated. Magnets are not bad. Electricity is not bad. That That's not what that means. It's just that if you want to leverage the field the way that we're leveraging it, you don't want to add electricity. You don't want to add magnets uh, to that force. Mm. So, and it's, it, it's like a quantum sun. You can, you can envision it. It's, it's very, very strong in the insides. So that's where the most power is. Um, and, and, and you can calibrate that actually. I don't know if you or the listeners have heard about Dr. David Hawkins that um, established the so-called Hawkins scale. Um, can, you, his book can, you is what, versus... can you explain what the, just to put a pin there for one second, can you explain what the Hawkins scale is? Yeah, and it'll be relatively easy because we touched on it already a little bit earlier where we talked about the levels of consciousness with guilt, anger, shame being like low levels of consciousness. So he set up this consciousness scale from zero to 1,000 where on the low ends you find anger, guilt, you know, and so on, shame, etc. And And then at the level 500, you have unconditional love. And at the level of 540, you have joy. And then you move at some point into the so-called enlightenment zone. And you can actually calibrate locations and people and, and even objects um, on the so-called Hawkins scale and see how they vibrate. And if some something calibrates at 300 or 400, that's obviously obviously rather at the lower ends and then if if someone calibrates at 500 or higher that's really the higher consciousness states and so we've been able to produce products now even that break the hawkins scale um on the ceiling we've we we work with a block uh, already that has a level of 2200 on the hawkins scale uh that is that is like way out there and um we couldn't have done that actually a year ago because things shift on earth also and what levels are actually available and so the hawkins scale by the way i must defend dr david hawkins a little bit who's actually a brilliant mind and if you want a good good read then get the audiobook of power versus force that's the book he wrote and the audiobook i think is 
is easier to digest. You just have to get through the first 10 to 15 minutes because I found those actually quite like, oh, uh, do I really want to listen? And But then like, you can't put it away if you're interested in this type of topic because he explains so much about all this, how all that works. And also like as you unlock more of your own consciousness, how you are like this attractor field and how, how you attract sudden suddenly different things into your life than before and how that all works. And uh, it's, it's an amazing uh, researcher and um, uh, that guy. And, but at the time that was about 20 years ago, when you wrote the book, he could not on earth, it wasn't possible for objects and, 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 and people to vibrate normal people to vibrate on such a high level. So 1000 was really that was the scale that was the bandwidth in which things were calibrated and happening. But nowadays, it's, it's possible to go way above that, frankly. And yeah, so so that's just on the vibrational level, how you can measure our products. And if you put your hand inside the block, then you're really at the full power of that block. And the regular infinity block has about a level of 733, which is already in the enlightenment zone per, per, per the Hawkins scale. So that's already very high. It's higher than any other product you can find anywhere in the world, frankly, unless that there may be some hidden products also that are not like available to the public that, you know, some people may have those, of course, but yeah. So, and then as you move further away from it, the field gets weaker and weaker and weaker until it's not there anymore at some point. Right. And, and they have a radius. The infinity block has a radius of a kilometer, which is, is that like, uh, 0.6 miles or something like that. And the EMF harmonization happens in about 40% of that, I would say, safely 40%, like, you know, what's that? 400 meters, uh, 0.25 miles, something like that. You know, it's 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 quite a radius still. And so that's the one thing, right? You, you ask, like, how do people use it? And you can put it in your home or office or on your farm and it just does that. It provides a nice energy field. It's like an, an energetic feng shui on steroids. That's how I would call it. And and, and you can measure it. That, that, that's the beauty about it. So you can measure what's, what's the impact on the physical body. You can see what it does with your plants, for example. Um, I was just recently interviewed by a podcaster who knows Dave Asprey and she had brought him flowers, I think, at some point in December uh, and um, when she visited him. And uh, then he put the flowers, the vase on an infinity block and they lasted for four weeks, um, which that's quite a lot. I mean, I, I don't usually see that. That That's really a lot. But But they were both just like mind blown to see something like that. But it has a positive impact on plants indeed. You know, it can accelerate plant growth. It can support plants. Animals like these fields. Usually, you know, cats or dogs, they they like to be around these types of energies. And you, you can't manipulate these animals into thinking it's something that's beneficial. Like it's either, either good for them or it's not, right? Uh, it's very easy. We have in our community, lots of people that post pictures of their doggies laying in the block or um, the cat just taking a nap in there or something like that. It's, it's funny. Anyway, so that's just the one use case. You don't do anything. You just have it sit at home. The other use case is you can 
you can charge your groceries, you can charge your water. Um, I do want to mention real quick that the Emoto Institute in Japan was probably the first institute worldwide that got into the research of water to figuring out that um, there's actually energy that is stored in water and that you can visualize the, the energetic state of water with crystals. So they freeze the water and they visualize these crystals. So they tested uh, some of our products and they found that even the weakest of our blocks, the quantum block, was able to um, optimize water faster than any other method or device they had seen before. And not only that, they then called me up and asked if they could import and distribute our products uh, in Japan, which they had never done before with any other products uh, from anywhere, because that's not what they do. They're just a research institute, but they saw the potential and wanted to, you know, um, provide these uh, products to the Japanese people. Anyway, that's just the side story. So you can structure water with it. Don't take water from the Mississippi River because our block does not filter anything. So you want to take filtered water already and then get it structured. And yeah, with groceries, same thing, right? And, and here's the the next, like, that's my research topic right now where I'm just all over that. That's food allergies. So it was reported through our community many, many times over the last year and a half that people could eliminate allergic reactions to foods when they charge those foods in the infinity block. And I must say, disclaimer right away, don't try this at home, please. Like I really do not recommend it because I don't know what type of allergies you have and so on. We don't have enough data yet. This is something where I cannot and do not want to make a claim yet. But I'm, I'm telling you about the anecdotal evidence right now. And then I'm taking this, taking you through the journey that I've been on with that because so many people reported that. Then there's biohacker Todd, uh, who's who's quite a well-known biohacker, a super nice guy. He has three allergies, and one of those allergies is crab meat. So over and over again, he tested if when he didn't uh, charge the substances, he had an allergic reaction. When he charged them, he had no allergic reaction. It happened over and over again. And so then we actually did a um, experiment live on stage at the big biohacking conference in Orlando a year and a half ago in front of over 100 people. And so they put crab meat in his left arm with a derma roller test. That was an idea a scientist had. And he said, you know, if that works all the time, it should work with a derma roller test. But we had never tested that before. And I, I, I gave a presentation there and then I said, let's just do it. You know, let's just do it in front of all these people and just you know, if, if it usually works, it, it must also work here. So live on stage, they did this. It got red. It, it, it was swollen right away. And you saw these little blisters come up. And people could see that they were able to walk up, obviously. And we have that live on video. So you could check it out on YouTube, actually. Um, and, and then they put the same crab meat live on stage in the Infinity Block for six minutes. And then put the same crab meat that was then now charged into his other arm, no allergic reaction, right? So that was kind of like the next step in the evolution of these things. By now, we've gone even further. There's a clinic in Munich in Germany that uh, has a $50,000 device to test allergy responses and stress responses of the body. And they've been testing a 65 to 95% reduction in allergy response in all cases that they tested, whether it was gluten, lactose, uh, or anything else, and they tested stress responses to sugar, same thing, 75 to 85% reduction is what they measured. Um, but the caveat is 
they only charged the substances for three minutes in the infinity block. And we had seen, we established enough knowledge to say that four minutes is the minimum uh, you should do it. If, if you wanted to be that crazy to do it for these purposes, uh, for, for a regular person that does that, does not have any allergies, uh, food allergies, we usually say 30 seconds is already enough or 45 seconds. But again, like be careful out there, you know, with that. We don't have enough data, but we're working on it. Like we have a larger study going on right now. And my goal is that ultimately we can say, okay, if you have a gluten sensitivity, do this, you know, put it in for four minutes as an example, and you will see, let's say a 65 to 100% reduction in algae response. And then it's up to you, but we want to make it quantifiable really and and give people guides. I think it's it's too dangerous of a topic, uh, you know, to now say, you know, try this at home. So please don't, it's not my recommendation yet. <laughs> you know, you know, there's crazy I, people out there that always try it regardless. That's, that's us. Yeah. As soon as we get one of these blocks, you know what I'm going to be trying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a mild, mild to moderate nut allergy. And so I'm like okay. very curious to be like, what would happen if, cause like if I eat them for yeah. me currently, it's like not anaphylactic. Like I won't, uh, there's no risk of of death or anything severe other than just you know feeling not great but yeah part of part of me is like <laughs> my curiosity is peaked to be like what would happen if you know because that's uh yeah that's that's pretty incredible and i mean who knows maybe maybe i'll i'll be sending you some anecdotal results <laughs> <laughs> yeah th there you go uh, um so but but the 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 amazing part about this is that we hear these stories from our community. And, and so we have, I think, around about 6,500 people, um, members of our private Telegram group. It's private. Like you can literally not find it on on, uh, on Telegram if you look for it. Uh, if you guys want, I'm happy to share the link and you can you know, share it with people that are interested in getting into this and learning more about it and talking to other people. But these people, they tink, they test stuff and all of that, and then they report new stuff. And then at some point, if we hear it enough, then we help facilitate the research. Or in the case of autism, you know, someone um, found out that it helped significantly their kid that is an autistic kid, and they used the infinity block uh, uh, for the kid. And that was reported in the group. And then a doctor from in India that runs a clinical, uh, runs a functional medicine clinic that is just focused on autism, he reached out after he saw that and said, "We want to, we want to set up a study with this. This sounds amazing. And uh, can you help us with products so that we can actually run the study?" And and that's what we did. And so it was a nine-month study with incredible results it was with 42 kits and um yeah so it's not published yet so we can't really point to it yet but the so-called addict scores were uh reduced quite significantly and and all these markers that you look at attention span focus language and speaking skills and things like that um those all improved across the board so it's there's definitely something there and we're very grateful to have such a community of, you know, enthusiasts really, you know, that, that are actually also really early adapt adopters because frankly, it's, it, it's, it takes a little bit, right? The first 400, 500 people in our group, I always say like, these were like the real pioneers because at that time, I mean, there's a technology that kind of works like magic and 
there's not too much scientific evidence yet, right? We didn't have the double blind studies at the time. We had tests and experiments and, and so on. Um, but yeah, they went full in and they they felt it for themselves and they knew it was the right thing. And they probably had some family members at home that said, well, that's odd. I don't think this can work and so on. But now all of the proof is like, like has been coming out like over the last like 12, 18 months. Um, there's just so much data now that, yeah, I mean, it, it just works. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so, um, one of the things I love are, are following and studying the blue zones and how communities are, are built around, you know, habits and wellness and, and all of this. And I'm just imagining, you know, communities being built around technology like this and quantum energy and what the, what the ripple effect could be. It's like, uh, it's very profound of like, imagine building a community where you have this technology and, and this energy in every household. And um, I mean, the possibilities are just, you know, gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, it's cool. You know, we, we have that here in, in our neighborhood in, in New Mexico, certainly it's a, it's a large neighborhood. We're quite out there. Like it's not like in the middle of the city. So like every neighbor is like three, four minutes away, more or less. And but we know all the most of the neighbors, and uh, a lot of them have blocks. And so it's just like a huge field. And if you mention blue zones, like we have a place in in Costa Rica, actually in a blue zone, uh, where we spent maybe you know uh, a third or a fourth of the year. And then on top of that, we have blocks there. So it, that's that's quite cool. Yeah. But even thinking about just, you know, the, the kind of like ripple effect or the side benefit of, of one or two people in, in a neighborhood uh, adopting this technology. And like, if there is that, you know, one kilometer kind of radius, like neighbors and people, you know, if you like living in an apartment building, like if there's one here, then like the side benefit to people who might not even know and they just all of a sudden might start being like man i just been feeling so good these last few months and you, know, you talk to them in the hall and you're like well yeah you know quantum energy yep. right like it's just it's really interesting to think that like one or two people's decisions uh can 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 benefit you know a community in a way that they might not even know which is pretty cool to just bring that bring that energy source uh, yep. in into place which is great good point yeah yeah I've got a couple more um, kind of quantum 101 questions and then we can kind of start to, to wrap wrap things up. I think people's minds are going to be blown and people are going to be extremely excited about um, you know what you're creating and what you're building. And, and maybe when we kind of wrap up this conversation, we can touch on quantum upgrade. Um, but just back to the quantum 101, can you kind of just briefly touch on um, kind of the benefits or the science of, of grounding, sunlight, structured water kind of some of the core pillars of of quantum energy or or uh native um emfs in in a degree and how they can benefit our lives and um yeah maybe we can just start there for a second so so what exactly do you want to know about the uh, various aspects of that so that i understand correctly and can so just uh, that there's we, we can receive energy from, you know, taking our shoes off and connecting with the earth. Uh, yep. We can receive energy from exposing ourselves to sunlight. Um, we can have uh, can change our body's kind of 
relationship to water if we're drinking structured water, um, just some of the energetic benefits that are available to us uh, for free in the, you know, the natural world that we live in. Yep. So, and, and also the quantum energy obviously is natural. So yeah, I mean, we concentrate that now with technology, but it's still 100% natural. I want to emphasize that again, because sometimes people get the sense if it's technology, then it must be artificial, but it's actually it could not be more natural. And yeah, it's it's a great point. I think in nature, we really find everything that's provided that we can leverage for our own health and um, and access. You know, I, I think I would never want to avoid walking in nature and connecting with nature. You know, I mean, uh, people always laugh about people you know, hugging a tree or something like that. I'm definitely not a tree hugger, but hey, if, if you've hugged a tree before, you just feel it. It's kind of cool. Just sit sit at the tree, right? And a walk on grass barefoot or on the beach, that's just a different feeling than when you walk on a street um, with with your um, shoes on, right? It's it's just a different feeling because we we can we can directly take these earth energies in through our feet. So that's a it's a beneficial uh, thing. Then, you know, with water, obviously, it's you know the original healing water if you will was always just beneficial and now it's just been changed right no matter where you go you have a lot of stuff in water that's not really the original primal water anymore so if we can find ways to get it back to its original clean state where it also has a structure that is that our cells can really absorb it that's that's just perfect so it's it's always going back to nature. The same with sunlight. You know, I, I'm not a fan of blocking off sunlight. I, I, you know, take in as much sun as you can, you know, into your eyes and also on your skin, frankly, uh, from my perspective, uh, as it is okay and, and feels okay, right? Obviously, you don't want to get a, a sunburn. So maybe after 10, 15 minutes, then put some sunscreen on or just cover it. But it's it's these energies that are available that we can use and and they're just positive but too much exposure um with the sun obviously there's limitations so we need to probably be mindful about that and you know i don't know if any um anything else really um that comes to mind right now and quantum energy is just a different type right and then there's other frequencies that we can um, you know, expose ourselves to or leverage for our benefit because quantum energy is the field itself. But then, you know, we can add specific frequencies, for example, to the quantum field so that the quantum field is sort of the carrier and it carries the information, for example, in, in this so-called heel capsule here, right, that you can wear around your neck. Uh, we have some etheric frequencies in there, but there's also almost 80 molecular frequencies of the most important vitamins and minerals and organic plants extracts in there. And yeah, you don't consume them, but you still have the information available. And um, it doesn't work 100% the way as if you took in physical substances, maybe in, in the next five, 10 years that actually shifts. But for five to 10% of the people, it does that apparently because they maintain optimal vitamin levels and mineral levels without taking supplements anymore. But at minimum, what it does for everyone else is that they, when they take supplements, it actually works stronger. It, it has a greater benefit 
because what we've seen is that the bioavailability of the cells increases by a different mechanism now, not by changing the physical substance, but by actually taking in the frequencies. So that means that you could even reduce your supplementation usually. And if you then take it, it has a greater effect, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, I think you, you kind of shared the analogy earlier of like cleaning the window to let the light in. Like we're, you're making yourself, uh, opening yourself up to, to receive and, and be filled by whatever it is you're taking in addition to that quantum energy uh, supporting our cells. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's so awesome. I, I just love it. I'm like so mind blown. I come personally, I come from like a very spiritual background and, you know, throughout this conversation, this thought just kept permeating and, and I don't know how, how it will land with you, uh, Philip, but, um, you know, the essence of our life, some, some people would say is like soul or spirit, right. And, and spirit can often be seen as this like animating feature, uh, whether it's from within us or whether it's out there, God, universe, energy, whatever it is. But I love this idea that like at kind of a quantum level, like we can receive, we can receive this life force almost. And it's, you know, intangible on one hand, you can't see it, you can't know it. But on the other hand, like you can experience it and you can feel it and you can feel the benefit. And and in your case, uh, with the work that you're doing at, at, at Lila, like you can actually measure it. But I just love that kind of that imagery for me of being like, this is like what people would call spirit or source is like this quantum energy that's that's helping us to to live full and healthy and meaningful lives. I don't know how that resonates or lands with you, but yeah. So I mean, so from from my own experience and perspective, so there's Indy. There's just one spirit. Like we're literally, it's there's and and you can call it consciousness, right? So it's there's only consciousness. That's the only thing. And but then consciousness breaks up into these parts and aspects and. Zach and Dean and and myself and others and my dog and and on all these things but it's still there's there's a, a part of that consciousness of that spirit is in everyone and it's literally everywhere and then the the quantum energy I would I always say it it's quantum energy is not exactly the same as consciousness but it goes hand in hand it really goes hand in hand and and because so there are you know there's a couple of companies out there that work with some quantum energy but then they don't have a high consciousness field so it's it's interesting so they are able to just have quantum energy but not really a high consciousness field what we do is really it, it is a high consciousness field with high quantum energy and and the the more we kind of like shoot up the the quantum energy the also the higher the consciousness level so it it's it's really intertwined. So I, I think, yeah, you're, uh, you're pretty much sp spot on, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to explain it with words. It, it really is. Yeah. I want to paraphrase uh, one quote and just kind of get your thoughts and, and then we can work towards wrapping it up. Um, Bob Proctor, um, spoke about manifestation and, and when we often think about manifestation, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, if I just keep talking about something or I, I meditate on this, uh, maybe it'll come to be. But he kind of redefined it saying manifestation is just getting on the right frequency, on the right vibration. Um, can you kind of 
what can you kind of share what that um what that means to you what your experience with being on the right vibration or the right frequency um being attuned to that uh consciously yeah. intentionally what that yeah. experience is for you so so first of all we really create our worlds and with our thoughts we create the world and so if 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 we think um deficit like we we always we think we need more money we need more of this we need more of that we we need that or or we're sick and and yes you know oh i need to treat myself because i'm sick and i i'm so sick now i treat you must treat myself even more those are all thoughts and that we're actually calling in exactly that we call in more of that um and and that's one thing to understand so if we want to create and manifest something that's what we need to think um so call it affirmation for example so if i want to be healthy i should not think that i'm sick i should start thinking that i'm healthy or at least that i'll be healthy like i'm 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 more healthy every day right something like that um and what he's saying with that vibration and that frequency is like first these are just words but if we can give these words real feeling real that we can envision ourselves in that let's say you know your your dream has always been to have i don't know like a a yellow porsche you know as an example uh maybe it's a stupid example but you need to not just say I'll have a yellow Porsche at some point and then just leave it at that. That does not have any energy. It's like you need to feel and see yourself driving in this yellow Porsche, having it and driving it. And that's the vibration. Like you are in the vibration of the frequency as if you already have it. And that's how you call it in. But there's a there's an important part of that because from my understanding, there's ego-driven things that we can call in or manifest and then there are things that are actually aligned with the universal flow and with our higher self so if we really want to manifest something and by the way so the quantum fields help us significantly with manifestation but the nature of a pure quantum energy field is also that you cannot manipulate it you cannot so if something is not on your soul plan, if something is also not in the part of the universal plan, it's not going to happen. So meaning, mm, I, I don't know, it's, 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 it's hard to say, but you should not come, just think about what you really want to manifest in life. And it should come from a place of heart or like just tuning in, like what is truly, you know, the th what I want to see. It's not, I want to have a million bucks and a yellow Porsche uh, in two years, right? And and then I want to have this job title and that and the best looking girlfriend and so these are all things that come from the ego, and we can work on manifesting those, but it's not necessarily true to our own nature and and, and all of that and the higher good. So, but if we can find these things that that really align with what we want in life, we can manifest and manifest, and then we can work with affirmations and envisioning that, and you'll see like how you're moving towards. It's just like it's accelerating then significantly. Yes. Our thoughts, our words create our <laughs> worlds, right? Choose your thoughts yep. and words carefully for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then live, live into those things. I, I love it that 
the kind of theme here is like just rate continue to like raise the vibration raise your vibration to, to live into a better a better way and and part of how we can do that is by identifying and tuning into these frequencies that are all around us and the the energy fields that you know we know exist and are present but we might not always see or m might not be used to tapping into in the same way and so yeah yeah i mean i think there's there's endless directions we could go there's so many things that we could cover but um you know just be mindful of time i'm not sure zach if you have any more questions but um my goodness so thankful for you and the work that you're doing um the way that you are making um this technology accessible and and in such a way that you know uh is not just something that's new on the block and kind of people can experiment with, but bringing in, you know, tons and tons of research, even on your website, people can go and look at lots of different studies and you have publications there that, you know, kind of show the evidence of what you're doing. Um, and so, yeah, it's just so cool. And, and we're so grateful to be able to connect and throw all these questions at you and kind of just like smile along in <laughs> wonder and awe as you share these stories. So, yes. Yeah. I just want to echo Dean and, and pass on my gratitude and thanks not only for your time, but for the space and the possibilities that you're creating through your work. Um, I was just kind of having a smile to myself as I was listening to you. You know, we watch all these Marvel movies and we read about you know, these miracles that, you know, monks in Tibet have done or, or, you know, sadhus in India or miracles from Jesus or other kind of, you know, leaders um, from the past. And, and I just start to think like these were people that are were extremely tuned into their, their quantum being, you know, and, and their vibrational being. And, and I think if we can start to lead our lives in these direct directions the the possibilities of just become so much greater you know like uh the, the things we see in movies and read about in books start to go from mysteries to possibilities and i think with people like yourselves you know these doors start to open just a crack and wider and wider as we walk these paths so just wanted to thank you for opening that door for myself and opening my eyes to what's possible and um, we do have a closing question that we ask all of our guests. Yeah, sure. So uh, in the pre-pod, we mentioned, uh, we called the podcast A Little More Good. Um, Zach and I, we, we were both out. Uh, we knew we wanted to create a podcast and we kind of came together and started doing it with the intention of having conversations like this, just people who are doing, you know, very interesting and important work uh, and for the collective good, really, of of humanity and so you know we were on a run one day and Zach said I think I I think I got the name for the podcast what do you think of this a little more good and I was just like oh man I love it like right away <laughs> right we talk about like energy and vibrations yeah. like right away I just mm -hmm. knew I was like yes that's it and we love to ask uh, each of our guests that comes on like what does that phrase mean to you a little more good to me it means to provide something that is beneficial and has a positive reaction and resonance in anything or anyone that I share that little more good with. And I think if that becomes a like a sentence in life to just do a little bit more good, to be a little bit more good every day, that's that's how we evolve in the the best versions of ourselves and that's how we can create the best 
version of the world, frankly, because and if that spreads, so really like that and also like it in the way where it's a little more gold good because it's it doesn't talk about these huge jumps like a quantum leap from one day to the next and that is sometimes overwhelming and cannot be done but a little bit more good if we can do a little bit more good every day be a little bit more good every day i think that's doable for everyone and that's that's the thing it's it all starts with one step and at some some point we have climbed the mountain so that's what it means to me beautiful thank you yes well, thank you so much for, for this conversation, for this time, and, and for the space that you're holding and creating in this world, Philip. We're, we're, we're very grateful for you. Well, thank you for having me on. I truly enjoyed the conversation. And also big thanks to you guys, you know, just to putting that out there, um, the a little bit, a little more good and um, also living it. You know, I can sense it in your energies and your curiosity and and what you're doing that you know you have an audience that you talk to and that you invite them on that journey i think that's a that's big work as well so i really have to say thanks for that as well thank you thank you philip thanks guys <laughs>